Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to the King of the Hill podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, tomorrow's your birthday. Yeah, tomorrow is my birthday. Once this comes out, uh, your birthday will have already passed. passed. But uh, happy birthday to you. 6.50 a.m., I think. 6.50 a.m., that's very specific. The story goes, my dad was trying to make another pot of coffee, Mm. and I was almost born in a kitchen because my dad was like, oh, you, just, you can hold it in just a little longer. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to make a quick pot of sure. coffee. And uh, my mom was like, F the coffee. Either we leave now or you're going to be birthing your son wow. <laughs> right, here in the, wow. right here in the kitchen. So yeah. let's go. So yeah, yeah. And which did he choose? Uh, <laughs> he chose to hurry and run out the door. That's good. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, That's good. they didn't delay it much longer than that. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so we are season four, episode twelve, rodeo days. Episode twelve, rodeo days. Uh, good episode, uh, Bobby centric episode. Um, Bobby centric. Very little boom, Dale, Bill, some Bill. Um, very little Peggy. Not which bad, is though. amazing. Not yeah, bad, though. yeah. I mean, I love the voice actor, but sure. I, I'm not a fan of. Well, I mean, Peggy's, Peggy in the show at this point. Peggy's where been we're at. kind of a star in the last few. So, all right. So we open this. Well, sucker. yeah. This uh, now, well, not only just the last few, but the beginning and the end of. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The end of last season, the beginning yeah. of this season, we're all like surrounding her, and then like the first what like four episodes yeah. were kind of yeah. centric to her. Yeah, this this like of chunk Peggy. of season four, you've got you get a lot of Peggy. It seems like. So we uh, start it with no bell, no yell. Uh, and uh, we got Bobby and Hank in a Strickland propane tank truck, uh, and they're driving through the uh, through the countryside, passing yeah. passing a lot of cows and things like that. As like, Texas, I mean, if you're driving in between oh, yeah. any two major cities, there's there's at least an hour worth of nothing in between each sure, one. Sure, sure, yeah. There's an hour worth of nothing. There are some cows, uh, lots of flat land. Um, yeah, yeah, not a lot to look at. Not much, especially if you get up uh, up up west into uh-huh. the Panhandle yeah, and stuff Texas. like west Ooh, northwest boy. area. Yeah, nothing, really nothing, yeah. really desolate. That yeah, puts you to sleep. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing they have out there are seventy two ounce steaks and Cadillacs <laughs> stuck in the ground. Stuck in the ground. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Bobby and Hank are in this truck. They're driving through the countryside. Uh, we see some cows on the side of the road. Bobby says, "This is nice country. Maybe I'll retire out here and tell them all to go to hell." Yeah, that's a great line. That's a perfect way to start the episode, too. I just love the fact that Hank doesn't even respond to that. He goes, this may seem like an exotic getaway from the hustle and bustle of the alley, (laughs) but if you lived out here for a month, you'd go crazy. Bobby says, the cows seem happy. Hank says, well, that's because they're not being slaughtered. Talk to them (laughs) again in two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, just a really good start. That's a really good setup for the whole show. It's wonderful, yeah. Uh, They turn into uh, an old house out there in the country, and uh, they get out, and they're going to deliver the propane. 
Uh, he looks, <laughs> he says to Bobby, the people out here are simple folks, but if you don't put on any airs and they, <gasps> oh God. And he sees their propane tank has been painted up like a cow. Um, Ooh. now Hank, how do you think Hank feels about it? He doesn't like it. He doesn't no, like it. No, 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 no. Is no. it, is it, is it not Americana enough for him? I think it's Americana. I think it's just, uh, they have sullied the good tank. Do you think you know? he cares about, do you think, do you think Hank is somebody who participates in like Americana? Do you think he... Because you know it's uh, that that whole thing where you've yeah. got the American flag windmill in your front yeah, yard yeah. and all that. That's a whole. That's a whole that, thing. Do you think like he's that patriotic or that national? That's like hand in hand with the shabby chic stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, I just I, don't think he cares. I don't think so. I think he's a guy that goes and gets like off white paint and sure. that's it. You know, that's yeah, that's, that's crazy for him. Is off crazy for yeah. him. That's eggshell. Eggshell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little eggshell. Got a little sheen to it. So he's taken back when he sees that cow painted propane tank, and Bobby says, "Is that a propane?" Propane tank? Hank just says madness. Uh, he goes, uh, this is the essence of prop comedy. You take something boring and you make it fun. And then he walks over there and he's talking to the cow tank and he goes, so is it premium and have you been regular? And then he sticks his hand under it and says, cough for me. <laughs> he's <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's a great joke. Bobby's yeah, good, it's a yeah. good joke. Uh, Hank just kind of shakes his head. Uh, one of the guys. He wants to laugh. I don't oh, care what Hank, well, Hank knows. He's funny. He Hank just, knows that's funny. <laughs> I think Hank at some point is just like, man, where did this kid get this? Because this ain't me. I think he's scared you to know? laugh. I think he is too. I yeah. think he's like terrified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Terrified of humor. So over on the side, we see a, a young guy uh, in a cowboy hat. He's practicing roping a calf. Uh, and then Roy comes up, who's the customer there. Uh, he goes, how's it going, Hank? He says, well, howdy, Roy. Your boy's pretty handy with a rope. Roy says, yeah, he's shaping up for the rodeo next week. That's your boy? And they look over at Bobby, and he's still talking to the cow propane tank. And he goes, truth is, if you're under 40, you don't need this test. <laughs> he's just riffing with nobody watching. Just, yeah, uh, Nobody's paying attention. He's just riffing on the, <laughs> on the cow great tank. great jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's early. I'm drinking coffee. Uh, now we're at the Hill House. Uh, Hill House at night. Uh, they're all at dinner. Uh, this is Hank and Peggy and Bobby and Luann sitting around. And uh, Bobby is saying, uh, it was like me and the tank were playing off each other. We had a tough crowd, but I finally got a smile out of that Roy guy. I was in the zone. Hey, Dad, could we paint your grill like a monkey? Is this the uh, is this like the early monkey. foundation of the propaniacs? Is uh, that what we're be. seeing? Could we're be. seeing like the the precursor. Like this might be the episode that you could consider the uh, like the, the the birth episode of the the whole oh, sure. idea of the propaniacs. Yeah. Yeah. Prop comedy surrounding propane. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hank says, Bobby, you know, uh, how you used to dress up like a cowboy. Well, now you could do it for real. The rodeo's coming to town. He doesn't even respond to the fact that he wants to paint his grill like a monkey. No. Uh, he's just like, all right, let's redirect this kid. You need to do something. Uh, he says, the rodeo's coming to town. Luann says, the rodeo's cruel to animals in nature. The bull lives peacefully with the giraffe. No, it doesn't, Luann. They don't, <laughs> even, live. Not a thing. They don't even live in the same, like, biosphere. Yeah. Peggy <laughs> yeah. says, it is brutal. My uncle was a cowboy in the rodeo. He had to leave Vietnam because he was waking up with rodeo nightmares. Oh, that's another thing, That's a too. great joke, though. Uh, I mean. Yeah, that is a great joke, <laughs> but... Uh, Dale's dad's a rodeo guy too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a gay rodeo clown. A gay right? rodeo clown. Or, yeah, I, yeah. Is he a clown or is he a? No, no, no. He uh, rides. Yeah, no, I think he is a. No, I think he is a clown. Yeah, I think he's a rodeo clown. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hank says uh, it's just the kids' calf scramble. It's fun. The animals are running around without any plays or game plans or anything. Kind of like Barry Switzer was coaching them. <laughs> so Barry, Barry Switzer, Switzer, poor guy. Was, he was <laughs> yeah. the guy from uh, Oklahoma that took over coaching the Cowboys after uh, Jimmy Johnson left. And, and that's and that's the hell he gets. Well, is he hell? got the Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson's schemes. Well, that's it. Yeah. His team, his yeah. playbook. He didn't have to do anything. He yeah. just stepped in and just let the team keep playing. He was just a puzzle. You know? It was just a puzzle piece. Uh, and it was like having a full puzzle piece already put together. And yeah. you're just like a yeah. random puzzle piece from a different puzzle somewhere else. But and you you're know just what? There. <laughs> no matter what, Barry Switzer still has a Super Bowl ring. He's got the Super you know? Bowl ring. So he, didn't even, he didn't really have to do much. That's right. And, uh, and it's funny because now uh, – uh, now, as time's gone on, uh, 
damn, what's his name? The guy that owns the Cowboys. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, now that the time has gone on, yeah. he wrongfully or he admits that he wrongfully oh, yeah. switched coaches well, he's drunk. out. He should have left Jimmy they got pissed Johnson. off at each other and he just fired him. Well, because they were friends too. Yeah, they, were the big they were big yeah. they were buddies from going like college way back. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's funny though, is that uh, he now admits that he would have had he you know, he could have had a really he, good I, dynastic run. I think he could have had a couple more Super Bowls. Two more probably at least. Yeah, at least two more. Back to well, back. Well, he would have had the one that switched coached and, and then, then he probably could have had probably one more. got the next one yeah and that would have been five super i mean and no, that was back before super there was like a lot of arguments uh, about like pay like guys were oh, sure. really like there yeah. wasn't a lot of like confrontation about pay at that time not a whole heck of a because lot. well because yeah. pay had increased mm -hmm. like they were everybody was like satisfied at that time with pay in that like yeah. that early 90s mid 90s era. i was not i've never been a big fan of the cowboys because growing up my my parents and everybody around me loved the cowboys so i was an oilers fan an oilers fan uh, just to, just to say, you know, stick it yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. And then I never got any satisfaction out of that. But Yeah, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> but Troy Aikman was a hell of a quarterback. So are you a Tennessee Titans fan now? I am a Tennessee Titans fan. So you followed the – well, because you were a part of the Houston Oilers at the beginning, yeah, so you followed yeah. them to Tennessee. And, and it's because I yeah. hate myself. So okay. that's that's part of it too. Well, I don't know, Tennessee's yeah. – Yeah, okay. Uh, every year. They've every got good pieces. They They've do always have got good a good pieces. piece. They do have yeah. good pieces. I get excited at the beginning of every year, and they let me down at the end of every year. Well, I'm a Houston so. Texans fan. Yeah. So oh, yeah, you're you were talking about disappointment. Yeah. yeah, you're in big trouble. I've, I've yeah. been disappointed since 2005. <laughs> uh, okay, and Hank says uh, – You know, maybe if we showed some more support, <laughs> you know, I'm instead of jumping support. off the bandwagon every time it gets a little hard. I still have a Brock Osweiler jersey When has it gotten wear. good? Yeah, I don't care that it's almost your birthday. I've lost respect for you, Rusty. When is it? I still wear a Brock Osweiler you say, jersey. You say when when it when it gets a little hard. When has it not been hard for the Houston Texans? Hey, Mike. You know what? You yes, know, sir. You need to like just you know. And hey, all, all, hey, we got it this and year. All respect. Hey, you, you know, know what? We got it this Love year. Love blue. <laughs> we got it this year though. We got a uh, we got a playoff team. That's oh, what the Cowboys please. always say, and it's never their year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. I'm and I'm okay petty. with that. Uh, so he says it's like Barry Switzer was coaching him. Uh, Bobby says I like the part where I'm running around with veal, which. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a dark joke, Bobby. That is pretty dark. Uh, Hank says, and you'd be performing in front of crowds, Bobby. You know, a lot of the Cowboys become entertainers. Gene Autry, Roy Rogers. Bobby pops up and says, Roy Rogers makes a good burger. Now, I want to make a point here. There is no Roy Rogers burger chain in Texas. The only places they are, Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, and that's it. But did they have them mm -hmm. in the 90s? Mm -hmm. I don't believe so. They never had it. I don't think Roy Rogers has ever come this far south. So it's like a mid-Atlantic, northeastern mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. thing, like up that way. Well, think about it. Roy Rogers was like a star-spangled cowboy, you know, and so it's mostly east, uh, mid-east, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, he says he makes a good burger. Hank says, yes, he does. And he goes, Peggy, I had some good uh, uh, clothesline somewhere. And uh, Peggy says, it's up with the wine glasses, which – it's it's a great little reference because it shows you how often they use the wine glasses. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, uh, you're good. I was looking at this Roy Rogers thing. Uh, so apparently, this restaurant was acquired by the Marriott in '68, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, it used to be called Roby's Roast Beef. Roby's Roast Beef. But Arby's sued the shit out of them and made them rebrand. Sure. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Um, he he. Hank is asking about this clothesline because he's going to let Bobby use it as rope to try yeah. to practice. So the next thing we see, we're in the garage driveway. It's Bobby uh, with his with his lasso clothesline, and uh, Peggy is out there moving the grill around like it's a cow. Yeah. Uh, which okay, and she's out there going murr murr. She goes, "Come on, Bobby, rope that cow." Bobby's out there lassoing it, uh, and he he goes. Whoosh. And he lassos the sucker, and uh, Hank says, hey, all right, son, now that's a skill. You know, it'd be good to use a live animal, but we don't want to hurt Ladybird. And he starts thinking. Next thing we see is Bill riding by on his <laughs> riding lawnmower, <laughs> yeah. and he lassos him, pulls him off of it, and the mower just goes into a bush. It's just still <laughs> going into that bush. Um, he says, uh, Bill says, uh, uh, or Boomhauer on the side watching says, tell you what, man, got a hogtile bill like dang old 10-pound rump roast, man. Oh, dang old had it once in New Guinea, man. Tastes like pigeon. <laughs> okay, so is he talking about eating human flesh? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it appears that way, but I, I don't know. I that's what I he's hope saying. <laughs> I would hope not. I think that's what he's saying. Uh, Hank says, 
I think he has the goods to turn pro. Bobby, not Bill. And, of course, he's um, over there unroping Bill. Uh, and Bill says, hey, you know, Bobby, oh, ow, my wrist. If I hadn't been drinking my beer, that would have been right around my neck. <laughs> Joseph says, Bobby's going to kick butt at that rodeo. Mr. Dotrieve is much smarter and faster than any baby, baby cow. Uh, Bill goes, well, quicker over short distances. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Bill's even putting himself down. Yeah, he is. Uh, Bobby says, uh, with Bill still on the ground, we should do the rodeo together. All you need is your parents' permission. He's talking to Joseph. Joseph says, oh, Dad, can I? And uh, Dale says, sure, son, you can ask your mom. <laughs> so he can't make any any uh, decisions. Decisions yeah. without, yeah, Nancy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Or he doesn't, or he, de- he doesn't want to make decisions. So he defers it to mom. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, I don't care. Go ask your mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, Bobby and, and Joseph are out there practicing and you see them lasso the bugabago. Dale comes immediately out. Untie and the queen. Well, he comes out with a shotgun <laughs> yeah. and cocks it. And he goes, untie the queen. Uh, then next you see them lasso and, uh, lasso and hog tie bill in the alley. Uh, and he, and Bill says record time, like <laughs> you big idiot. Uh, okay. So now we're at Rhinestein's cowboy. Yep. Not rhinestone cowboy, but Rhinestein's. This is, this is, uh, one of the Jewish families, I guess, in Arlen there. That yeah. owned Rhinestein's, uh, Bobby, uh, comes out in chaps and he's like, Oh, I feel quicker in these pants. Hookie, 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 hookie. And then he turns around and, uh, uh, he has no underwear on. Yeah. His butt. Second second episode in a row where we're seeing somebody's butt. Last time it was Bill's. This time it's Bobby's. And he's just shaking his ass. And he go, he looks around and goes, oh, hello there, to his butt. <laughs> Hank is just mortified. <laughs> he goes, Bobby, pants. Uh, oh, by the way, I missed one thing. Uh, there is a sign in the in the uh, uh, window of Rhinestein's Cowboy that says, yes, we have sequins. It was just funny that you were, mention- you were <laughs> we mentioning Western wear. And I can see Kessner's mm. <laughs> right here across the bridge here in Kessner's in old East Western Waco. Wire place, yeah, here in East Waco. Uh, I think that building's been there since like the oh, it's been there for 1800s, yeah. like the yeah. late 1800s. Mm-hmm. He goes, Bobby Pants. Uh, Peggy comes over and says, the salesman said children with children's Western wear, the hard thing is if you don't want husky sizes. <laughs> yeah, if you rough. don't want husky sizes, yeah. <laughs> Hank is looking up at the wall, and he sees this painting. And it's got the Dallas Cowboys, including Troy Aikman and stuff, on horses riding around in the Old West, right? And he, <laughs> yeah. goes, he goes, look at that painting, Peggy. Look like an AI-generated image. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, look at that painting, Peggy. Great art makes you think. And what I'm thinking is maybe the rodeo is what Bobby was cut out for. Bobby's over there. They look over, and he's in a cowboy hat, and he's all in denim. He goes, let's go eat some steaks. I mean, that's wonderful. Yeah. And Hank is, Hank is in his best spot now. He gets to go eat a steak. His boy's a cowboy. He's, he's feeling pretty damn good. Now we're at the Heimlich County Rodeo, um, and they're walking up to registration, and Bobby sees the guy at the registration booth, and he says, uh, hey, how'd you get that belt buckle? I want a belt buckle. Uh, the guy says, well, I want it in bull riding in Tucson. He says, wow, how'd she get that belt buckle? And he points over to a girl in hot pants with a big belt buckle yeah. with a couple of cowboys around. He goes, oh, that's a buckle bunny. She got that by being uh, – friends with a cowboy so uh, uh I'll, I'll go ahead and i'll go ahead and break this down for those of you yeah. that don't know anything about Buckle rodeos because rodeos i think are like people think of it as the south but i don't even think it was the south i think it's like southwest because I, I don't you know I, I, I don't just hear about like people in you know georgia doing rodeos i'm, I'm sure there is but oh, you i'm know, sure it's like to me whenever i think of rodeo i think of the southwest but a buckle bunny is like the equivalent of a roadie yeah it's a groupie for, for a for a for a, or a groupie sorry yeah, not a, groupie. a roadie a groupie yeah. mm-hmm. is like the is like a groupie for a rodeo so yeah. it would be uh you know somebody that's jumping on the tour bus to sure. Sure. see what everything's going they on may, friends uh, with the cowboys may or may not <laughs> get uh, very close with those cowboys uh you could watch the dallas buyers club and, uh, oh, is that evident? That, that has that yeah, has. I've never uh, seen that. I, I really well, mean to watch that. Every well, time it's about AIDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And know, rodeo yeah. and everything yeah. around it. But that's what it is. Is he gets he gets AIDS from a buckle bunny. I like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, though. I think he gets the sexually transmitted disease from uh, having sex with buckle bunnies. Yeah. And that's the whole like thing about it is is at that time everybody associated it with being a gay disease like only gay yeah, people can sure, have AIDS. Sure, sure. So he was a rodeo guy yeah. that had AIDS and now yeah. everybody was like yeah. saying, "Oh, you must be gay cuz you right. have AIDS." And he had to go through that whole thing in the movie or whatever and uh what it was is the AIDS medication uh all the experimental stuff that was being used in Europe couldn't mm-hmm. be used in the United States cuz it wasn't FDA approved. Sure. So they started a club 
So you paid a subscription to be a part of the club oh, and, and all the experimental drugs because you legally could have them. You just couldn't distribute them. You could Got use it. them and do whatever you wanted for yourself, but you just couldn't distribute them or sell them. Huh. So they would give them away, but oh. they, you would just subscribe to the club. Yeah. And that's, yeah. How it, that's why it's called Dallas Bars huh. Club. Wow. Well, I, I did not know that. Uh, and so uh, he goes, uh, yeah, she got that by being uh, friends with a cowboy. Bobby says, hey, even if I don't win, I can be a buckle bunny. He says that to Hank. Yeah. Hank says, uh, just give him the forms. Uh, now, the PA announcer is, uh, is, is uh, announcing uh, while everybody walks into the rodeo, into the stands. It's Hank, Bobby, Peggy, Joseph, Nancy, Redcorn, and Dale. Uh, so it's a double date. Uh, the PA guy says, now, if our young cowpokes are ready, it's time for a calf scramble. 20 calves, 20 boys, one to a customer, please. First boy to hog ties calf wins a $50 savings bond, courtesy of Thatherton Fuels, selling the heat with warmth. Did you ever do calf scrambles? No. You never participated no, in one? No, I did not. Uh, I did one one time. No mutton busting. No I was probably scrambles. like 10 or 11, and it was, uh, it was a calf scramble, and my sister was probably like, four yeah or so and uh me and her had went in cow made a beeline for me for whatever reason i had i scaled the like 12 foot fence i just like flew over it mm-hmm. and let my little sister <laughs> chasing this cow with all these other kids no. <laughs> my dad was pissed he was so mad at me he was, was. So, bad. He was yeah. pissed. so uh they say selling the heat with the warmth uh and uh, these cowgirls ride by on their horses with thatherton flags Hank just looks at it and goes, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Dale says, uh, all right, Joseph, tie him tight. Then quick and clean across the throat. He's got a he's got a big Bowie knife he's giving yeah, to, big to, to Joseph. Knife. He goes, he'll never feel a thing. Hank says, uh, Dale, I think you just tie him up. There's no killing involved. Dale puts a knife up and goes, we need to pick up something for dinner on the way home. He was planning on killing a cow or a calf and then taking, taking it, it home, home to and cook eat it. it. And yeah. cooking it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hank says, son, you're going to be up against the farm boys, but we fed you like a farm boy, so go, go get, get them. <laughs> <laughs> All the boys go out. The calves get let out. The uh, PA announcer says, all right, if our young bucks are ready, our young bulls are too. It's going to get crazy out there. Every cow for himself. Don't tie up anything with two legs and go. And then the whole thing starts happening, right? All the kids start running out. Bobby comes out of a dust cloud. He's the last one to run out. Uh, and... Uh, all of them are roping their calves. Bobby finally gets his, and Hank says, that's it, Bobby. Yeah, tie them up. Peggy says, rope them, tie them, grind them, fry them, take them home, and mince meat, pie them. Okay, whatever that Peggy, means. Yeah. Whatever the hell you're saying. Um, and then uh, Bobby is trying to tip over the calf once he's got it, and he goes, and down you go. Go down. Hey, Joseph, how do you? And he looks over, and Joseph is done, and he goes, time. And then Dale from the stands, Wingo, Joseph, another momentous day for the family gribble. Uh, Bobby says, uh, you're going down, sister, and he's talking to the calf. Uh, and then the calf literally starts dragging Bobby across the dirt. Yeah. Bobby's just yelling. Hank says, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, Bobby. Tire him out. Hank gives Bobby every chance. He really does. He does. He gives you him know? plenty of chances, yeah. He gives him every chance. Uh, everybody's laughing. Bobby's like, oh, it's not funny. Uh, and then these rodeo clowns, say, uh, hey, mister, where's the fire? I said, where's the fire? Fire. And then another one comes out, and they're just, woo They're running around. And then you hear the PA announcer say, ladies and gentlemen, Zip Twilly and Chet Howley, our rodeo clowns. Bobby looks at them and goes, ooh, rodeo clowns. Yeah, I mean, he is, loves it. It's yeah. like he's found his, uh, his calling. He goes, oh, my God. And then we see the two rodeo clowns dump a bucket, wa- bucket of water into the crowd, and, of course, it hits Hank, and Hank is drenched. Drenched, absolutely drenched. And that is the first commercial break, and we will be right Right back. back. Well, let me tell you, Rusty, uh, eating healthy used to be a struggle for me, but that was before I discovered the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. The Blendjet 2. Now when fast food temptation strikes, I just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie. You know, they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender. Yeah. And there's some really good flavors in there. I mean, there's some like that matcha Thing. The green matcha? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are pretty damn good. Uh, Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb. Don't, it doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. 
Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C, which has saved us all. There's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over and over and over and then finally finding how it plugs in, you know? Oh, yeah. USB-C saved us all. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. <laughs> Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, there's 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one? Lavender. Pink one. I think ours is lavender. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Toy Story Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's like the Pizza Planet one. Ooh, yeah. That one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they've got some really cool uh, uh, colors, and yeah. but I really like the patterns. I know one of the people here got one that looks like Woody the Sheriff. Is there a code with them? There is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and glab, gra- <laughs> grab yours glibity, today. Glibity glab glob. it today. Glibity, uh, glob. And when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. B-W-A-A-A-1-2. That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code BWAAA12 to get 12% off your order and free two day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Blendjet 2, formerly known as Blendjet. <laughs> hey everyone, it's me, your puzzle loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle loving pal? I didn't know you were a puzzle loving pal. <laughs> I got to tell you about my latest obsession it's Wongo puzzles. Uh, these things are the real deal. They are high-quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this. Uh, my parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit, and uh, they make uh, they, they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah. Like, there's always a table that what has, like, an unfinished do, right? puzzle. Yeah, it's either that or, I don't know. Die. <laughs> feel, feel your bones. Uh, so they these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are 100% wooden. Uh, they'll last forever. Uh, each piece is hand-drawn. Just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand-drawn. Hand drawn. So no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through whimsy, it. Whimsy. They yeah. come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for stories and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these bongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty... pretty you can't go wherever Juan go. <laughs> With uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wago puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. Uh, So what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. And we are back. Um, We have just seen uh, Hank get dumped a bucket of water by the clowns. Uh, And now we're in the clown trailer. Bobby has made his way. What I don't understand is how Bobby gets free so much. Like, where are his parents? He's just, like, wandering around all the, the time. It's the 90s, though. I guess. Parents man. weren't really paying attention. I remember wandering around places as a kid. You know, I you just so. find other kids and hang out with the ki- other kids wandering mm-hmm. around. <laughs> so we see the clowns. One of them's taking his makeup off. The other one is digging a bottle cap out of his leg. I mean, like, like it's jammed into yeah. his leg. I mean, these guys are not living a, a wonderful life. But it's in the trailer. Bobby comes up and says, excuse me, sir, are you Zip Twilly? Zip is still taking his makeup off in the mirror, and he goes, what do you want? I don't know what your mama told you, but I had a vasectomy in 1983. Bobby says, oh, I'm not after your money. I want to be a rodeo clown like you. He goes, how old are you? He goes, I'm in the seventh grade, but I'm just talking about after school while you're in town. I'm good. Uh, He goes, son, we're doing fine on our own, so if you'll go back to the Seventh grade says it like yeah, that. Yeah, seventh <laughs> grade, and that just tells me he didn't make it to the seventh, seventh grade. grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, me and Chet are gonna go round up the beer cans, and then both of them they they got freaking uh, trash bags and they're picking up beer cans because I'm assuming they need the money. Bobby just puts his head down. And he starts walking away, dejected. He stops though, and he goes, "You know the baby routine doesn't work." Yeah, he starts picking apart the uh-huh. comedy part of yeah. it. 
The baby routine just doesn't work. He goes, it's all talk. <laughs> when the diaper blows up, it's like, finally. Then the doctor comes out and his bag explodes. What the heck does that mean? There's a logic to an exploding diaper. Kid cut a fart. Fine. Why would the bag explode? I mean, Bobby is breaking this sucker down. You know, he is he's going line by line here. The radio clown goes, uh, we've been doing the baby routine for 20 years. Bobby says, why does that not surprise me? You need to get out of your ivory tower and see what's happening on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is so funny. Give the baby a giant bottle. He can hit you with it. He can squirt you with it. Now I'm laughing. One of the clowns look at the other one. He goes, the kid knows his stuff. Doesn't have a costume. Doesn't know the animals. He, Bobby says, I can learn. How about you? Man, Bobby, you, you, you turn that around on him real quick. Rodeo clown says, okay, but if anyone asks, you're a midget. The other one says, he's too big to be a midget. And the, the first one says, nobody's going to ask. So now uh, they are all driving home. It's Hank and Peggy and Bobby. Hank is just dripping wet uh, driving this car. Yeah, soaked and pissed. And he's just like, dang, rodeo clowns, Zippo and Frep Tapley. Well, that's not even close. Not even sure. close, but that's now, funny. He goes, now I'm gonna <laughs> have really to, funny. He goes, now I'm going to have to throw this out. What? <laughs> You're going to have to throw your clothes away? I mean, you got wet. He goes, who knows what else they use that bucket for? Oh, yeah, see, yeah, that's, that's probably their <laughs> shit bucket. <laughs> Peggy says, oh, you do not want to know. We had rodeo clowns in Montana. They are not just inconsiderate. They are diseased freaks who will cut your throat for your invisible dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Where are these writers from? For your invisible <laughs> dog. One? Hold on, let's see who wrote this one. Uh, John Vitti, he's the guy who oh, wrote yeah. uh, The Return to he, La Grunta. Well, he's the one that said John Vitti presents yeah, The Return uh, yeah, to La Grunta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby pipes up from the back and says, where do you get, think they get those ridiculous costumes? Hank's just kind of groaning. He goes, I tell you where, from Montgomery Weird. Peggy and Hank both laugh. She goes, that's good. Oh, Hank, you should send that into Joan Rivers. He goes, yeah, that's where I got it. Uh, and they're driving by. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at this point, Joan Rivers would have uh, well, I think already Rivers. had her failed show. It would have already failed and been yeah, over with probably. on Fox at uh -huh. this point because that was in the early, early 90s. Yeah, they were trying to combat uh, The Tonight Show. I'm not sure why they thought Joan Rivers would have been a good option for that. I know because she used to guest on Tony. That's it, because on, she used uh, to Johnny, guest host. Uh, she used to guest host that, yeah. Uh, and so... Honestly, it's probably the, the worst guest host, but she was one of the... Yeah, she's a little rough. She was on there the most, though, wasn't she? She's funny, though. She was, like, one of the top three guests of, like, yeah. Yeah. like how many times yeah. he had he her on the her. show. Yeah, he loved yeah, her. Yeah, he did love her. Her, Letterman, um, a couple other people were guest hosts a lot. I think... Uh, Leno, for sure. That's how he got the gig was Leno doing yeah, guest hosting. Maybe so. Maybe so. Anyway. Because uh, well, that's what it was is they had seen the ratings for Leno. Yeah. And the reason why they didn't want to move Letterman from the spot is because he was getting good ratings there. Yeah. So they're like, well, yeah. if we can control this whole time slot on TV and, you know, Letterman didn't see it that way. He wanted the slot that Leno got. Leno so. was funny at one point. Uh, I don't know what point that was. I well, really like his car stuff. I like I watch his car uh, YouTube channel a lot. When he when he used to come on Letterman and do those headlines and all that stuff, he, he that was funny. Oh, uh, when was they a were funny friends, comedian, then he yeah, was a stand up comedian. Stuff. Yeah, he know, is. A, so. Yeah, I mean he's 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 good. If you like, yeah, he like was good then. Humor. But then he got the Tonight Show and he got really tamed down. Uh, so they're driving home and they drive by Bill. He's out hanging his laundry, and Bobby's eyes go straight to the red and white striped boxers that are on the line. Yeah. Uh, uh, the next thing we see is kind of a little montage of Bobby sneaking around the house. He's, uh, he's gotten the boxers off the line. Uh, he looks in the, the side table and gets Hank's old glasses. Uh, he, of course, goes in the closet and gets his mom's gigantic shoes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. He goes and gets his mom's <laughs> shoes. Yeah. yeah. Those big friggin' things. And then he goes into Luann's room, and he's looking through her makeup, and he gets a couple out, and he goes, ooh, desert rose, autumn sunset. Yes, yes. So he's got his costume now, uh, and now he's outside. Uh, the jack-in-the-box is what I can assume because it's a giant clown head in a drive-thru, yeah. right? He's just staring at this clown head, and Joseph is over on the side. He's like like any you know 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old kid. He's balancing on the wall behind the thing, yeah. and he goes, uh, Bobby says, which is funnier, a happy clown or a sad clown? Uh, Joseph says, eh, six of one. Uh, he goes, they got to let you... They've got to let you be a clown. You're the funniest person I know. He goes, well, well, your dad's really funny. Yeah, uh, but well, Hank's funny? No, I don't think so at all. Uh, that's that's the uh, another arty thing here. So this Bobby hiding, uh, becoming a rodeo clown from yeah. everybody, and yeah. how he's trying to be secretive about it is reminiscent of uh, 1927's motion picture, The Jazz Singer. So 
for anybody that's not seen the jazz singer, which is probably about 99.9% of you. Yeah, 1923, yeah. Al Jolson. So what it is, he's the son of a Jewish cantor. Uh, who becomes a performer of ragtime and jazz, but he does it secretly, and oh, that's yeah. how you know Al Jolson does all the you know. Blackface. I think that's what it is in that movie is blackface is mm-hmm. what he dresses up as, yeah. and uh, what it is is they wear the makeup to hide their identity because their dad doesn't approve of what they enjoy. Oh, so Al yeah. Jolson doing blackface in that particular movie, uh, and Al Jolson was really rever- revered by the black community. What he sure. did at that time sure. wasn't like he wasn't like vilified for yeah. it or nothing like yeah. that because yeah. in this specific movie, all he was doing was. Uh, disguising himself to hide from his dad kind of thing. Oh, he was showing what was happening in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Bobby says uh, he sees Joseph. Oh, yeah, sorry, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, I I forgot to add. It was the – that particular movie, though, is – it had it was like one of the first ones to have a soundtrack, and it was like marking the transition between silent to talkies, as they call them. Yeah, absolutely. It was like the transition film. Absolutely, that was a big one. Uh, Bobby sees Joseph kind of jump a little bit on the wall, and he goes, "Wow, I'm not even sure Carrie Strug could do that in cowboy boots." Uh, he loves, Carrie and then Strug. he just kind of looks up at this guy and goes, mm, "Carrie Strug in cowboy boots." <laughs> he loves Carrie Strug. Oh, I know that's his deal. Yeah. That's his deal. All right, we're back at the rodeo. Uh, the announcer is saying Joseph Gribble on Broncosaurus. Broncosaurus. He scraped him up good. That's an 85. Uh, he throws off uh, Joseph and all that stuff. You hear the the crowd going crazy. Uh, then you see the two uh, uh, Bobby is all made up and he comes over to talk to the clowns and one of the clowns says those boxers hadn't been made in 20 years where'd you get them Bobby <laughs> says wouldn't you like to know the clown says all right you got the look but let's see you get a horse to notice you uh, he goes this guy's going down and then uh, we see a guy getting on to a very mean horse the PA announcer goes and now back to the adults Give all your encouragement to Clay Henry because he's riding Mr. Dead. A horse is a hearse, of course, of course. So, you know the song, Mr. Ed? Uh, I actually uh, love that show. Yeah. And I had a, uh, a guest on my other podcast whose horse was a uh, uh, – her manager had approached her to put her horse in the ring for a Mr. Ed reboot. Really? Uh, Pinky Davis, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, – so instead of Mr. Ed, it's Mr. Dead. Mr. Dead. And instead of a horse is a horse, of course, of course. It's a horse is a hearse, of course, of course. Yep. Uh, just really top-notch humor. Uh, anyway, the cowboy ends up getting thrown off. Uh, the, the Bobby looks at the clowns. The clowns go, all right, be my guest, because he's going to go out there and prove himself. Bobby runs out there and goes, yoo-hoo, aloha, aloha, yoo And he's, like, shaking his butt at the horse and all that stuff. But you see the horse just doesn't care. He keeps trampling on the poor cowboy <laughs> over yeah, there. Yeah, just beating him up. Yeah. And then finally the clowns say, all right. And then they just go out and they take action and, and take care of it. Uh, next, we're in the alley, and uh, the guys are there, and Bobby is uh, he's, he's let down because he wasn't able to keep yeah. the horse from doing what he was supposed to. Uh, Bobby comes by walking Ladybird on a leash. And uh, Hank says, hey, there's Ben Cartwright. When's your next calf scramble? You know who <laughs> Ben Cartwright is? Uh, Bonanza. Oh, Bonanza. TV okay. show Bonanza, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Bobby says, uh, they keep shifting things around to keep us on our toes. Uh, Hank says, well, when you find out, I'll put in for the Strickland luxury box. You got a luxury a box luxury at the box rodeo? At the rodeo. Yeah. Uh, he goes, Hector's got the afternoons reserved, but if I send him to McManaberry in the old truck, what's he going to do about it? Bobby says, okay, but like I said, and then Hank says, uh, I hear Joseph won another belt buckle talking to Dale. He just, like, didn't even listen to whatever Bobby said. Dale says, you mean this? And he's got the buckle on. He goes, anybody want to wrestle me for it? I have Joseph's strength now. <laughs> that belt buckle gives him <laughs> his kid's strength. Uh, Hank says, I tell you what, this rodeo's worked out pretty good for both our sons. I haven't heard the words prop comic since Bobby picked up a rope, and it keeps him away from the Vidya games. Vidya, not video. Vidya games. He yeah. was playing this Tomb Raider game where he was a girl. That is not what uh, Hank's about. Nope. Now that, we're that uh, that game was actually released in uh, November fourteenth of nineteen ninety six. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there was like forty of them. Like there was a ton of those Tomb Raider games. They're still making them. Yeah. Oh, are they? The, yeah, they still make them. I, I don't think there's been one made in a few years. It's all but, VR. Uh, now you that's probably that, that's probably, probably the next one. Tomb Raider down, VR. I bet you, you there probably pointies. is. Yeah. Uh, so now we're yeah it was the uh, it was actually uh, Tomb Raider was my first uh, my first experience with animated breasts uh, the PS one yeah. sure. 
uh, octagonal yeah. Uh, yeah. missiles. Ha- uh, missiles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Look like Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Madonna looks terrible these days, by the way. Uh, Madonna looks like sh- she got cut up with a knife in an alley and she had a bunch like of trash stuffed in her face. She looks like a, a terrible. Uh, an entire hive of bees stung her on the face. Well, her I think the problem so with swollen. it, I think her problem was, uh, yeah, it's actually Bang. called Tomb Raider VR, Lara's Escape on mm. VR. It's called Lara's Escape. Sure. So there you go. But uh, no, for her, I think what it was for her, she was a sex symbol for so long Ooh. That she's just trying to recapture yeah, that in yeah. some way, shape, yeah. or form with all this plastic surgery, but it's 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 never gonna work. Uh, she she's just, just insecure with growing old. She should have just leaned. Of the industry. She should have leaned into her kids' uh, career. I mean, that's Lords. You know, I mean, that's oh, is that yeah, Lords? You talking about? I want to be Ben. That's her daughter. That's her yeah. daughter. I didn't yeah. know that. Why not just lean into that? You know, I mean, help her kid or whatever. Yeah, but like everybody anyway. else does. She probably sees <laughs> her as a threat, like everybody else does. <coughs> okay, so now Bobby's at the rodeo. We see the horses and the cows, and Bobby is all made up, and uh, he's over there performing in front of them while the clowns watch. And he goes, "What are you talking about? What, what are, you, are talking you talking about?" about? He goes, uh, "You know, I think I'm ready to save some cowboys." Uh, the clowns say, "Cowboys, we save their butts, and when they get thrown, but they'll pull your britches down when you're talking to your woman." Bobby looks at him and goes, "You guys have women?" And the guy just says, "Yes." <laughs> like, I don't know how soon. I don't know how often they're getting women, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Well, I feel like you know what I really feel like. I feel like that the the rodeo clowns probably do better with women than the uh, than the cowboys do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the women, of course, want the cowboys, but there's only one cowboy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So eventually, I mean, not every woman could have the one cowboy, so they got to go for this. They got to go somewhere. Yeah, so I, I feel guess. like the rodeo clowns yeah. are the funny guys. That, you know, just in sheer humor numbers. wins. In humor sheer wins. Numbers, huh? Well, humor wins too. Well, so. humor wins, but I don't know that slapstick humor wins. You know, I think there's uh, a fine line <laughs> there. I, I I once uh, as a freshman in high school ate a handful of dirt, and a senior uh, girl uh, <laughs> had one of her senior friends come ask me oh out for her. So God. it does work. Slapstick comedy works. <laughs> Bobby says, uh, you know, my best friend's a cowboy. Maybe we can start the healing because the cowboys and clowns should be friends. We eat the same dust. We've got the same smell. Yeah. And then the horse behind him just kicks him, knocks him the hell out. Uh, he is groaning and stuff. He's laying on the ground. He starts to wake up. Joseph is there taking his makeup off. He goes, what happened? The last thing I remember was being kicked by a horse. Joseph says, come on, Bobby, we can't let your dad see you in clown makeup. And then uh, some of the kids come walking by, and they go, uh, hey, Joseph, they say rodeo clowns smell like cow pies, but I hear it's the other way around. <laughs> so Joseph has already got a look on his face like, oh, shit, this is my friend. You yep. know, but do I uh, be with the cool kids or do I defend my friend and all that? Uh, now, Bobby is in his... And if you have to ask yourself that question, then you're probably not yep. that person's friend. Yep, that's right. <laughs> uh, Bobby's in his bed uh, back at the house with a cold compress on his head. Hank's sitting there on the bed talking to him, and he goes, your first concussion. Now, don't fall asleep, son, because both because you could die and because I want to tell you how proud I am. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I mean, look at you. The bruises, the dirty clothes, the smell. You're all right. Is there anything I can get you? Uh, Bobby says, the blonde girl who lives here says I like fruit pies. <laughs> the blonde girl. He goes, uh, no, you don't. Tough guy like you, you like sports. <laughs> all right, we're back at the clown trailer. Uh, and Zip says, uh, now, kid, it's hard for an old clown to admit he's made a mistake. It's a lot easier just to leave town and change your name. But when I said you didn't have what it takes to be a rodeo clown, I was wrong. And he, uh, he reaches back, and he grabs this pad. He starts to hand it to Bobby, and he goes, Here's your ass pad, son. Which, uh, ass pad. according to the Artie files here, it says uh, that rodeo clowns wear uh, a variety of padding. Oh, I bet they do. Uh, ass pad being one of them, but sure. they wear a variety of pads because uh, a lot of it... I, I, a lot of it has to do with being gored by, oh, yeah. by a bull. Well, I mean, they have to have some kind of like, uh, what is it, stab protection? Sure. From the bull. Well, so and the thing gored. you also the thing you see a lot is them getting in those barrels and the barrels being knocked around yeah. and all that stuff. If, if you ever get a chance, dude, you got to have some pads. Go on YouTube and Google like rodeo clown compilation clips mm-hmm. and see how they get tossed around. You do see like 
the rodeo guy riding a bull get ragdolled a lot. Sure. But they're only at risk for as long as they're sitting on top of that bull, and then they can climb a fence and right, they're gone. Right. The rodeo clown has to get that Just bull the back yeah. into where mm-hmm. it's supposed to go into its yeah. pen. So yeah. whereas the rodeo guy, you know, riding the bull might be might be in the pen, you know, with the active live bull running around for sure. maybe fifteen seconds. The other guys are going to be in there for a good four or five minutes, yeah, they're trying to wrangle them around. Because yeah. sometimes it takes a little while to get them get the bull wrangled up, especially if it's oh, been yeah. really pissed sure, off. Because sure, they sure, do sure, sit sure. there and shock them and kick them and stuff to piss them off. Next thing we see is uh, we're at Tom Landry Middle School. We're on the school playground, and we got Dooley with a kid in a headlock, uh, and he says, "Your lunch money had a Canadian quarter." Uh, <laughs> imagine <but. laughs> he stole the kid's lunch money and tried to use it, it and Canadian because quarter. he, he yeah. thought he stole a dollar 50 <laughs> but all he stole was a dollar 25 <laughs> bobby comes walking up he goes hey Dooley, that little squirt's not bothering you now if you want to see an annoying little squirt and he uh squirts his little flower in his face yeah uh Dooley uh just he turns around and Dooley just starts kicking him in the ass uh and he goes you've got dust coming out of your butt uh, because Bobby's got that pad on, you know, and uh, Joseph is standing in the little crowd, and he goes, "Come on, Bobby, you proved your point. You're weirding me out." Uh, Bobby says, "Well, allow me to turn the other cheek," and he turns the other butt cheek, and, and Dooley's <laughs> kicking it, and Joseph just kind of shakes his head and walks off. Uh, now we're at uh, uh, we're watching Hank and Peggy through the kitchen window from the outside, and Bobby comes comes by in his cowboy gear. Um, Peggy is pouring Hank some coffee, and he goes, look, Peggy, I think he's loping. He goes, well, he, he, he's actually loping. Well, he's skipping now, but he was loping. And I guess loping is a way that a cowboy walks, I'm assuming. <laughs> I've never heard it called loping. loping. I've yeah. heard it. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen like a bow-legged strut, sure. you know what I mean? Sure. But I don't know if you'd call it loping. loping. Anytime I hear the term loping, I think of a, a 454 big block with a big cam in it going blub, 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 blub. Really? That's what I think of loping. I always that think of like an interloper. Makes. Oh, an interloper. You know? And Peggy says, uh, and this is one of my favorite lines of the whole show, our little cowboy is becoming a cowman. I just, I love that. I think it's it's just the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. Have you ever wondered that, though? Cowman. Uh, as masculine as... Oh, being m- called a boy? Being called a boy, a cowboy. Uh-huh. I'm a cowboy. Well, uh, well, are you a cowman? Cowman. You can't be a cowman. I think that's what I'm going to do. I, mean, I think I'm going to start doing that when people say, cow well, man. I'm a cowboy. I'm like, well, why can't you be a cowman? Are Rooting you not man the enough? Dallas cowman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hank says, uh, I didn't tell Bobby, but I'm bringing a uh, client to the rodeo this afternoon. I wouldn't want Bobby to know that a propane sale is hanging in the balance. Damn. All right, now we're, yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, now we're and at the all on Bobby. <laughs> we're at the he, rodeo. He brings work home too much. Oh, that's all he does. That's all he thinks about. Yeah. Uh, we're at the rodeo, and the announcer says, uh, "Strap another buckle on Joseph Gribble, his third win this week." Uh, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, we have a late entrant in the chicken roping. Joseph was over there getting a, a another buckle from somebody on the dirt. And then out comes Bobby on a fake little horse, uh, and he's got his rope, and he's uh, trying to lasso a chicken that he's chasing around in the in the ring. Uh, and uh, instead of lassoing the chicken, he lassoes the pretty girl, yeah, uh, and then uh, pops his hat up and down like you know, <laughs> lady. Uh, the cowgirl's just kind of laughing, uh, and then uh, he Bobby ends up falling down, and uh, Hank can't tell that it's bobby yet and he looks at his client and goes oh the clown fell in some poop uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then bill comes over and that's goes, my underwear hey that's my underwear hank says huh well that's one mystery solved but why would that clown want to uh and then dale pipes up and goes those are peggy's shoes which is odd that dale would know what peggy's no shit, yeah right? that's what makes me like oh all right goes, dale those are peggy's shoes hank it's bobby uh hank says bobby uh, and then some kid standing on the sideline talking to Joseph. He goes, isn't that your friend? And Joseph, being embarrassed, he goes, well, he lives next door to me, but they say that rodeo clowns smell like cow pies, but I hear it's the other way around. Everybody just laughs. Uh, and then uh, Dale says, uh, he's funnier than Bobby, too. And that is our next commercial break. Uh, we see Bobby crying in his makeup because everybody's making fun of him. Yep. And uh, we'll take this break, and we'll be right back. Hey, Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. 
you know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, ooh, dipotassium phosphate, whatever Sounds that is, terrible artificial flavors. I don't, I can't take artificial flavors a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good on any flavoring. Taste, they taste. Gross. I like. I don't like flavors in my coffee. I like. Co- I like the earth and flavor of. Coffee. I mean, I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. I I do love it. I just um, I don't like all that crap in my coffee. Right. Yeah. No. I dig that. So let me tell you about Laird Superfoods then. Uh, they have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, They contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. Everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm -hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives. Uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, if you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it, it's crazy, crazy good. Uh, Laird sources high-quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on U.S. sources whenever possible. They aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you. They have honest and transparent products and labels. Uh, If you try it, you won't go back. Um, They have functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get a deal on Laird Superfoods, I need you to go to zen.ai-bwaaa king of the hill. So that's zen.ai slash bwaaa king of the hill. And your offer code there is bwaaa. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day, and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You want to go get some coffee? Mmm. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty? Yeah? Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? Oh, no. I don't know about you, but like 2, 3 o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called cure. Cure hydration. Uh, The cure hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, uh, that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. You know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water, powder, and pink Himalayan salt. Whoopee. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. That makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences. Uh, The packets that they give you, they're convenient. They're easy to use. You just mix them with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need quick hydration. Uh, hydration is more than just drinking water, Rusty. It is, uh, that's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. I've known people like that. My yeah, wife, my yeah, wife yeah, drinks yeah. so much water, it's crazy. Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix to make hydration easy for everyone. Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based uh, stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You, you can try Cure today and feel difference for feel the difference for yourself. Use your code. B-W-A-A-A. <laughs> You're good for 20% off your order. Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code BWAAA for 20% off your order. Uh, Your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. All right, and we are back. 
Um, so Bobby is is brokenhearted because people are laughing at him, not with him, as far as being a rodeo clown. Uh, we're back in the Hill House in the kitchen. Peggy is washing her shoes in the sink because they figured <laughs> yeah. out that Bobby's this clown. Uh, Hank is really worried in the back. He goes, maybe this is my fault. I kept clowns away from him as a <laughs> child, so he never got scared by one. <laughs> yeah, I was never really scared of clowns. So I, I wasn't don't know. either. I don't really understand. I just don't, I don't understand the fear. The creepiest clowns the I ever saw were one that was one in Poltergeist. That was a yeah. little creepy. And then Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Have you ever seen yeah, that yeah, movie? Yeah, that's, that's, a yeah. Good, that's a good movie. It though. is a that's good, a good movie. movie. It's a terrible movie, it's but a terrible it's made movie, to be terrible. It's made to be terrible. Yeah. It's one of those movies yeah. that's meant to be bad, like Kung Pao and all Kung that stuff. Kung Pao. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good Now one. you're talking about something. Uh, Kung o- Pao. Odenkirk, you know his name? Kung Pao is one of my all-time favorites. That's Odenkirk. I say Odenkirk. Odenkirk. It's Odenkirk. Yeah. Mm, different dude. Yeah, Odenkirk. Yeah. He's got those giant nipples. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good one. <laughs> oh, it's cool. it's wee- so good. Wee- 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 or, the, or the shoes. <laughs> I like when he's yeah. just rolling down the hill, and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps, and keeps going. going. He just never stops. Going. I'm going to have to watch that. I haven't seen that in so yeah, long. Yeah, I saw that on a list yesterday, and I was like. Hey, you know yeah. what You know what clown scared me? Hmm. The 2016 uh, clown incident. Remember all the clowns that just oh, appeared? The ones that were just all the weird in the shit woods. that was happening yeah. in like 2016. Yeah. I think it was like 2016. Yeah. Well, it was right after it, you know, and then it was right after the first, right? Yeah. The first it, yeah. Yeah. But these were creepy ass clowns. No, nah, it was really like creepy. Michael Myers like as people a clown were, like, kind of like thing. Like people were getting accosted, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like people were getting chased by gross, clowns with knives yeah. in their hands and stuff. <laughs> it, it was really it was weird. Yeah, it was really weird. It seemed very much like a Reddit kind of You know what it felt like? Thing, you know what you know? I bet it was? I bet it was like some viral marketing campaign from like the studio, <laughs> Maybe. the production studio. It could be. They had like people yeah. go out and chase actually chase yeah. people and yeah. stuff, just kinda like that's a great campaign. Feeling. That would have been great, and yeah. nobody ever knew about it. But the movie at the time trended yeah. all the oh, way, yeah. like shot way up. Because it was of good that, though. The that movie stuff. was good. Oh, that you talking about the new one? Well, either one. Yeah, the new. Yeah, the, the newer, the newer, ones? the two yeah, new yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, I like them. I thought they were. Good. I thought they were really good. Uh, anyway, he says he thinks it's his fault, and Peggy says, "Do not be so hard on yourself. It is not your fault." And then she starts crying. She it's goes, all my "It's all fault. my fault. My uncle wasn't a cowboy, Hank. He was a dirty, drunken rodeo clown." <laughs> Hank says, "Don't tell me, Uncle Boffo." Uncle Boffo. His name is Uncle Boffo, and you didn't know he was a clown? You yeah, thought he was a funny. cowboy? Uh, okay, so Hank is in Bobby's room, and he's getting rid of all the clown stuff because that's the way you teach kids stuff. You just yeah. get rid of all their things. Uh, Bobby's like, uh, hey, that's Luann's makeup. Hank says, you're not only a clown, you're a thief. I don't know which is worse. Mm, clown. clown. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up that they thought a clown's clown. worse than a thief. He sits on the bed with Bobby. Bobby's got his head in the pillow, and he's just like, uh, Bobby, I'm trying to help you. Uh, you see, a circus clown is a carny who's too stupid to flip a ride switch on and off. Jesus, damn. He goes, now, you take a circus clown, roll him on the barn floor, and kick him in the head a couple of hundred times, and what have you got? And Bobby's like, your son. Like, it's just such a <laughs> lesson, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> your son. Now we're back in the alley. Uh, we get, yep, yep. Then we get to Hank, and he's just like, Ugh. And then, boom, right, mm-hmm. And then uh, Dale starts humming this calliope music, like, and Hank's like, all right, Dale, okay. Uh, Joseph comes riding up on his bike with a big old belt buckle on. He goes, hey, Dad, I won the goat roping, and they're going to let me ride a baby bull tomorrow. My time was so good, they made me take a drug test. (laughs) (laughs) Dale says, woo, the only drug you're on is gribacillin. He looks at Hank, and he goes, and you told me gribacillin would possess no performance-enhancing qualities. Uh, and then Bobby's on the back porch and he's just all sullen and, and downtrodden. And he watches yeah. kind of Joseph, uh, ride by. We're back at the rodeo and, uh, Bobby's up in the stands with Hank and Peggy. And he goes, cheer up, Bobby, except for the cowboy and the man who straps the bull's genitals. There's nobody more important than the friends cheering in the stands. The man who straps the bull's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the announcer comes well, they gotta on. piss them off. Oh That's yeah, the, 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 like I'm sure it's probably not as bad as it used to be how they do things yeah, now. Sure, but but I know they're hitting them with cattle prods. It's still and rough. Stuff like, they're still yeah. tasing them. You know, yeah. tasing them and riling them up. Oh yeah, and uh, those bulls are big. They use Brahma bulls, and they're, oh, yeah, they have those a, are they, big they're temperamental bulls. bulls period. Yeah. yeah, even even if you're not antagonizing it, they're just generally you know amped up animals. But I don't know that the man who straps the bulls' genitals is the most important guy. Uh, no, I don't know. The announcer comes on and goes, and now special event. Riding our baby bull problem child is three buckle boy Joseph Gribble. Uh, Bobby just doesn't even want to watch it. Uh, he says, uh, I'm going to go get a hot dog. He's pretty depressed. 
Uh, Dale is back behind him and goes, I love my boy. Don't you love my boy, Hank? Joseph uh, gets let out of the chute. He gets bucked off in slow motion. Uh, Zip the Clown runs up and uh, with a bell, but he gets kicked by this bull Yeah, uh, and knocked the hell out. Uh, and then you hear a woman in the uh, – or the other clown comes out. He gets kicked, and you see just his horn fly by. Uh, you hear a lady up in the stands, oh, dear, that boy's going to be gored. Uh, Bobby sees it on his way to get a hot dog, and then he sees this old lady sitting there. He grabs the old lady's hat and shades and puts them on, and then he starts heading out there because he's going to take care of this. And uh, Hank says, uh, wait, Bobby, and he puts lipstick on him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, go, Bobby. And then Bobby runs out there. He goes up to the bull, and he goes, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Uh, and then uh, he, he grabs a fire extinguisher. He bends over and puts the fire extinguisher between his legs like he's farting. And he goes, what did I eat? Oh, please, everyone, avoid the nachos. And then he starts shooting the fire extinguisher at the bull. Oi, uh, oi. And then the bull chases Bobby. Bobby jumps in a barrel. The barrel gets gored by the bull. And then from inside the barrel, you hear, don't worry, everybody, I'm fine. And then he shoots some of that fire extinguisher out and goes, oh, not so, so fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we see the clowns are still on the ground. Joseph is getting drug off because he's hurt his leg. Um, and uh, Bobby has saved the day out on the, yeah. out on the rodeo saved field. Saved the day. Uh, now we're at the ambulance. Uh, Joseph is in the ambulance getting patched, patched up. Uh, he gets a cast put on in an ambulance, which is a little weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. Uh, well, actually, it might not be so weird for, like, immediate trauma maybe. at, like, a rodeo or maybe. something like that. Uh, like a football game, you know, just to stay. Well, they're putting yeah. a full cast on. So, yeah, that, that's a little, yeah, weird. a little weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. But they usually whatever. do air cast or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. an air cast would be weird. But Joseph looks at Bobby, and he goes, there's only room for one autograph. So they're friends again. Yeah. Bobby says, I'd much rather have one of your buckles. Uh, and Joseph stops and gives him his buckle, and he goes, okay, but that doesn't make you my buckle, Bunny. Bobby says, oh, yes, sir, sir it, it does. does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the credits. That's it. That's uh, it. After the credits, we hear Zip say, here's your ass pad, son. And then I but, got a uh, quick great uh, quick rodeo clown history for yeah, everybody, please. the history of rodeo clowns. So uh, beginnings of competitive rodeo begin in the early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, and what it was is promoters would have trouble keeping people in the stands in between people doing their bull, bull riding or whatever okay. or their right. horse riding. Yeah. So they would hire these guys to come in and uh, entertain the crowd, kind of, or whatever. Right. Well, what ended up happening is in the 20s, they switched to these temperamental bulls, which is the ill-tempered Brahma bull. So when they switched these bulls in the 20s, they now needed somebody to distract the bull from you know if somebody fell off they yeah, needed somebody sure, so sure. they were performers These guys are they, they were really performers are. at first yeah. but then they became this mm -hmm. uh what they call a rodeo protection athlete that's oh. the, that's the official moniker it evolves into something even more so you have american bullfighting so they actually have competitions for this since like i didn't even know this was even a thing but apparently these the, the these techniques the proper term for uh these these uh, guys is actually a bullfighter. They're mm. called bullfighters. The, yeah. the rodeo clown. Yeah, it's a lot sense. more. Sure. It's a lot more. Uh, and that's the whole point of like this episode. Or football. Yeah, and that's the whole point of this episode. It's like a a tongue in cheek rodeo clown. Ha yeah. ha ha. Yeah. When they're at, they actually in the rodeo world, they're they're probably more revered within the industry. Yeah. They're yeah. probably more revered than the guys who are actually on the bulls they because serve a huge with purpose. Out yeah. them guys. If you get hurt, you got this thousand pound bull running around in this pen. You ain't got nobody to get him mm -hmm. away from you. Yeah. You're his target. Yeah. And they will just toss. If you just left a bull with that guy when they start tossing him, that bull will stop until it's tired. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah. it won't. Yeah. It'll just absolutely. continue to toss you and beat you up until sure. it is done. Sure. And when it's done, you're you're you're, you're, you're dead. Done. You're you're yeah. dead by the time it's done. Yeah. So they're like super super important. And I think it's really cool how long they've actually. Uh, been around like i said it's been since the 20s that they've been doing this and this whole culture of keeping uh these guys safe so uh the barrel thing didn't come in until uh like the 30s there was this uh a rodeo clown his name was jazzbo jazzbo fulkerson fulkerson so if, if that fits fulkerson. that fits the weird names oh, yeah. you yeah, know yeah, the, yeah. like the zippo guy yeah. or whatever so this guy and then there was another one called uh wick peth 
So that's another weird name. Wow. Earl Bascom was another guy. But they were all, you know. Wick Path. All, all rodeo clowns. Yeah. Uh, in 95, Earl W. Bascom was uh, honored as the oldest living rodeo clown in the world at 89 years old. But Australia, too, had a huge rodeo scene at the same time. They get the hell beat out of them. I didn't know that Australia. So the same time that America was establishing their rodeo well, scene, sense. Australia was having it makes a rodeo sense scene with too. Australia, since there were a lot of convicts sent to Australia, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, and prison a, rodeos and things like that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's now now they have a whole sport of their own called freestyle bullfighting. So it's uh, different than the Spanish bullfighting because Spanish yeah, yeah, bullfighting yeah, sure. is. A lot of it is Spanish bullfighting is more presentation. Killing, yeah. they actually kill yeah. the animal, yeah. but in this one they don't kill, and they actually get points for like how they maneuver. Yeah. So like they do a spin. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. A sure. spin and a flip. Yeah. And then, oh, That's ten cool. points for spinning out the way. You know, <laughs> whatever actually, it is. I'd watch that. I think know? I'm gonna look yeah. it up when I get done. That'd I'm gonna cool. go check out some stuff on YouTube. But there you go, guys. That is uh, our rodeo rodeo clown clown history. episode. And if you really want to know a great rodeo clown, a great barrelman, his name is Flint Rasmussen. Flint Rasmussen. I just thought it was a great That's name. That's a wonderful A lot names. of great names. I love these names. He lives in Billings, Montana. All right, yeah. Flint. Uh, well, guys, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it as always. Uh, can't thank you guys enough for helping support us. Uh, Jordan, uh, you're represented here by your uh, uh, Squishmallow. The Squishmallow. Uh, and uh, you want to tell them where they can find us? You can find us at BWAAAKOTH.com or you can find us at Rogue Media Network slash BWAAAKOTH. You can also find us on Patreon.com if you want to go support us. We have a $3 yeah. tier and then we have some other tiers. We and, are working uh, on it. We're getting content ready for that to get that up there for you also. We will have content, I promise. But uh, anyway, thank you so much, guys, for joining us and we will see you on Friday for That Ain't Right. Wimitanye. Wimitanye, indeed. Eat. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.